Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 beautiful souls. It's Sharice Johnson Moore here, your host of Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast, along with other uh, different shows that we have on this podcast, such as Daily Devotional, Morning Word and Worship, Let's Talk Sunday, Entrepreneurial Corners, and Authors Excerpt Sunday. Today, I'm reaching out to our incredible listeners for an opportunity that's close to my heart. Producing this podcast is a labor of love, and I'm truly grateful for the support you've shown so far. As we continue to grow and evolve, I'm excited to invite you to be an even more integral part of this journey. Your contributions can play a vital role in helping us maintain the quality of content you love. If you've ever thought about supporting Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast, now's the perfect time. We've made it simple. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute, you can do so through our PayPal link in the description box. Your donation, no matter how small, goes directly towards the production and improvement of our episodes. You can go to PayPal dot me backslash s n j m o o r e paypal dot me backslash s n j m o o r e to make your donations simply just give and and you will be making a contribution that is it quick and easy every donation makes a significant difference I want to take a moment to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you. Your support means more than words can convey. I'm honored to have you as part of our podcast family. If you're unable to contribute financially at this time, your support is still invaluable. You can help by sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and on social media. Every bit counts. Thank you for your consideration of supporting Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast. Your generosity allows us to continue creating content that uplifts and inspires. Here's to more episodes filled with positivity and growth. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And everyone have a blessed day. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Sharice Johnson Moore here to bring you your daily devotional. Today, we are coming out of the book of First Chronicles, chapter 6, 1 through 81. It is a passage from the Bible that presents a detailed genealogy of the tribe of Levi, particularly focusing on the lineage of the priestly descendants of Aaron. This chapter provides a comprehensive account of the Levitical families and their roles in serving at the tabernacle and later the temple. The genealogy outlined in this passage traces the ancestry of key figures within the tribe of Levi emphasizing the significance of the priestly line and their responsibilities in worship and service to God. 
the descendants of Aaron, the first high priest, are highlighted, showcasing the continuity of the priesthood through successive generations. Throughout First Chronicles chapter 6, 1 through 81, readers encounter the names of various Levitical cities and their allocation among the 12 tribes of Israel. The chapter serves as a historical record, underscoring the importance of priestly lineage in maintaining the sacred duties and rituals associated with worship. As with many genealogical passages in the Bible, 1 Chronicle 6, 1 through 81 emphasizes the continuity of God's covenant and the importance of heritage in the service of worship. It provides readers with insights into the structure of the priestly families and their contributions to the religious life of ancient Israel. So come on, everyone. Come on, and let's deep dive into our word for today. Come on now. Let's get busy. Today we are reading 1 Chronicles chapter 6, 1 through 81, speaking about the family of Levi. And it reads, The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Ishar, and Hebron, and and the children of Amram, Aaron, and Moses, and Miriam. The sons also of Aaron, Nadab, and Abinahu, Elijah, and Ithamar. Elijah begat Phineas. Phineas begat Abishua. Abishua, and Abishua begat Buckeye, and Buckeye begat Uzi, and Uzai begat Zaharim, Zaharim, and Zaharim begat Miraith, Miraith begat Amiriel. And Amiriel begat Ahatu, and Ahatu begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Aham Ahamazaz, Ahamazaz, and Ahamazaz begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Johanan, and Johanan begat. Azariah, he is it that executed the priest's office in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. 
and Azariah begat Amariah, and Amariah begat Ahatub, and Ahatub begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Shalom, and Shalom begat Hilkiah, and Hilkiah begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Sirial. Syria, Syria, and Syria begat Jeho, Jehozadok, and Jehozadok went into captivity when the Lord carried away Judah and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. And these be the names of the sons of Gershom, Libna, and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amram, and Ishar, and Hebron, and Uziel. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushai. And these are the families of the Levites, according to their fathers. Of Gershom, Libna, his son, Johath, his son, Zemai, his son, Joah, his son, Idu, his son, Zerah, his son, Jaaturah, his son, the sons of Kohath, and Menadab, um, his son, Korah, his son, Asir, his son, Elkanah, Elkanah, his son, Ebi-Asipi, his son, and Asir, his son, Tehath, his son, Tehath, his son, Uriel, his son, Uzziah, his son, and Shaul, Shaul, his son. The sons of Elkanah, Amasiah, Amasiah, and Ahamoth. As for Elkanah, the sons of Elkanah, Zophi, his son, and Nahab, his son. El El Elba Elba his son, Jo 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 Joram his son, Elkanah his son, and the sons of Samuel, the firstborn Vashai, Vashnai, and Abiel, the sons of Merari, Mali. Libna, his son, Shimei, his son, Uzzah, his son, Shimei, his son, Haggiah, his son, Asiah, his son. And these are they whom David set over the service of Saul in the house of the Lord after that the ark had rest 
and they ministered before the dwelling place of the tabernacle of the congregation with singing until Solomon had built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And then they waited on their office according to their order. And these are they that waited with their children of the sons of the Kohathites, Heman, a singer, the son of Joel, the son of Shemuel, the son of Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, Jeroam, the son of Elia, the son of Toa, the son of Zupa, the son of Elkanah, the son of Mahath, the son of Amasai, the son of Elkanah, the son of Joel, the son of Azariah, the son of Zephaniah, the son of Tahoth, the son of Asir, the son of Abasapa, the son of Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, and his brothers Asaphah, who stood on his right hand, even Ahasaphah, the son of Bereshiel, the son of Shimea, the son of Michael, the son of Bassasiah, the son of Melchiah, the son of Ethnah, the son of Zerah, the son of Adiah, the son of Ethnah, Ethan, the son of Zimia, the son of Shimei, the son of Hanath, Janath, Jahath, the son of Gershom, and the son of Levi, and their brothers, and their brethren, the sons of Merari, stood on the left hand, Ethan, the son of Kisha, the son of Abda, the son of Maluch the son of Hashabiah, the son of Amaziah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Amiz, the son of Amziz, the son of Benai, the son of Shemiah, the son of Malai, the son of Mushai, the son of Merari, the son of Levi. Their brethren also, the Levites, were appointed unto all manner of service of the tabernacle of the house of God. <clears throat> but Aaron and his sons offered <clears throat> upon the altar of the burnt offering and on the altar of incense and were appointed for all the work of the place most holy and to make an atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. And these are the sons of Aaron, Eliezer, his son, Phinehas, his son, Abishua, his son, 
Bukai, his son, Uzai, his son, Zaharia, his son, Mirathia, his son, and Mariah, his son, Ahatub, his son, <clears throat> Zadok, his son, Ahimeas, his son. Now these are their dwelling places throughout their castles in their coasts of the sons of Aaron, of the families of Kohothites. For theirs was the lot, and they gave them Hebron in the land of Judah, and the suburbs thereof round about. But the fields of the city and the villages thereof they gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Jephunneh, Jephunneh. And to the sons of Aaron they gave the cities of Judah, namely Hebron, the city of refuge, and Libna with their suburbs, and Hattar, and Eshtemoa, with their suburbs, and Halin with her suburbs, Debil with her suburbs, and Ashane with her suburbs, and Beth Shemesh with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Benjamin, Geba with her suburbs, and Alimoth with her suburbs, and Ahanoth and Ahanoth with her suburbs, all their cities throughout their families were thirteen cities, and unto the sons of Kahath, which were left of the family of that tribe, were cities given out of the half tribe, namely out of the half tribe of Manasseh by lot, ten cities, and to the sons of Gershom, throughout their families, out of the tribe of Issachar, and out of the tribe of Asher, and out of the tribe of Nephtali, and out of the tribe of Manasseh, and Bashan, thirteen cities, and to the sons of Merari, were given a lot, throughout their families, out of the tribe of Reuben, and out of the tribe of Gad, and out of the tribe of Zebulun. Twelve cities, and the children of Israel gave to the Levites these cities with their suburbs, and they gave by lot out of the tribe of the children of Judah, and out of the tribe of the children of Simeon, and out of the tribe of the children of Benjamin these cities, which were which are called by their names, and the residue residue of the families of the son of Kohath at cities of their coast out of the tribe of Ephraim. And they gave unto them of the cities of refuge, Shisham and Mount Ephraim, with their suburbs. They gave also Gazir with her suburbs, and Jokonum with her suburbs, and Beth Haran with her suburbs, and Ajalon, Ajalon with her suburbs, and Gothrium with her suburbs, 
and out of the half-tribe of Manesson, and Ner with her suburbs, and Bebelium with her suburbs, for the family of the remnant of the sons of Kohath, unto the sons of Gershom, were given out of the family of the half-tribe of Manesson, Golan and Bashan with her suburbs, and Ashtaroth with her, with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh and her suburbs, Dabaroth with her sub- suburbs, and Ramoth with her suburbs, and Anam with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Asher, Mashal Mash- with her suburbs, Abdon with her suburbs, and Hukok with her suburbs, and Rehob with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with her suburbs, and Hamath with her suburbs, and Kajathium, Kajathium with her suburbs. Until the rest of the children of Merari were given out of the tribe of Zebulun, Remam with her suburbs, Tabah with her suburbs. And on the other side of Jordan by Jericho, on the east side of Jordan, were given them out of the tribe of Reuben. Bezir in the wilderness with her suburbs, Jazaz with her suburbs, Kedemoth also with her suburbs, Mephithia with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth the Gilead, and Gilead with her suburbs, and Mahanium, Mahanium, Mahanium with her suburbs, and Heshbon with her suburbs, and Jazar with her suburbs. I have just read First Chronicles chapter 6, 1 through 81. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you, Lord. Lord, we come to say thank you in the mighty name of Jesus that you have given us all. You have given us all that we desire. Lord, you blessed us. You overflowed our cup, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to be able to read your word, to understand to give us a better understanding of your word, Lord. And we thank you. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you're doing right now, and all that you're going to do. And Lord, we ask, we say thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see another day with breath in our bodies and activity of our limbs, and we are in our right minds just for the day, Lord. And we say, Lord, thank you for your word, for your word is true. May you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. is the 
men that were going to be in charge of God's word, taking care of the tabernacle, and this is where it all starts with the priesthood. And Levi is placed in this placed in this responsibility of being in charge of God's word, being in charge of the tabernacle, being in charge uh, in this role of being, you know, responsible. You know, it's a lot to be a priest. It's a lot to... You know, think about all think about your pastors of today. And I look at it different when I read the word. I think of being a priest, a minister, a prophet, apostle, all you know, being a bishop, you know, things of that nature, you know, those those titles. And 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 being um responsible for the flock is a lot of responsibility being a bishop a pastor a apostle, apostle a prophetess when you have these titles when you're given this responsibility I say responsibility that's on a whole different level whole different level I mean God has picked God has picked a particular person to live the word doers of the word and guiding others through the word that they give so you know You really got to be, how do I say this? You really have to, you really have to have a serious commitment to God when you are in these positions, in that, in that particular position of being a leader of God's word. It is none to be taken lightly of. And... I have, uh, you know, I have my bachelor's degree in theology, and it is, you know, no man is perfect except for God. God already know, uh, God already knows us before he he already knew us before we were born in our mother's belly. So he knew what responsibility that he wanted to place on each and every one of us. And he, you know, and being in this position of responsibility is high, high. It is stressful. It is, it depends on where you look at it. Because I have seen, you know, some pastors where, you know, they, you know, 
they take their role seriously as being leaders. And I've also seen the other side of the spectrum as you being a leader over, you know, a, a leader in this, in this, you know, position. Well, still living in the world but they get in they get in front of a congregation and preach the word I've also seen that you know um no one is perfect as I say and um that's a lot of responsibility you know I've seen where pastors they go in and clean their churches they don't get no they don't they don't throw that responsibility on somebody else they go in there and clean their own churches I've seen that, and I and it, you know, they go in, go in, they clean the bathroom, they clean the toilets, they clean, they go in and clean the sanctuary, make sure everything is in order, make sure the lights is working, change the light bulbs, go in and uh, preach the word. They have to have the word of knowledge when they get in front of people every day, and they have to be the, the they have to be the example. Or what Christ is like. You know, um, I, I remember I was I was at this I was underneath a pastor. His name was Pastor Harris. And he people would come in and ask ask him for money, ask him for certain things, ask him for food, clothing, shelter, things like that. And he didn't hesitate. It won't know. Well, we we you know we don't got no money. No, it wasn't that. He said I can help you with something, but I can't help you with all. If that was the case, you know, um, we always had our food pantry open. He would go get the food for the food pantry and things of that nature. And 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 the thing is, he never told nobody no. He he would go pick up his. He would go pick up. The people, his his congregational members, he would go pick them up for church and take them to programs. And he would do the same. He did the same for me when I had singing engagements. He's like, okay, come on, when you gotta go? Okay, I, I, you know, he was he was that type of pastor. That's I really loved him because he knew his he knew his responsibilities and he didn't take his responsibilities lightly. I also seen well. <clears throat> You know, I'm not, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not jogging anybody out or anything. But you think about it. You think about it. You're responsible for all these people. Save your church a mega church. 30,000 people, 50,000 people, 100-something thousand people. And they come to church every Sunday. And then you have somebody, somebody come to you and they need counseling. You have to talk. You have to do your count. You have to go into your counseling. That's why um, it is good for ministers to keep learning responsibilities as far as going to get a psychological degree. That's part of your that's part of your requirements. Uh, you know, I, that is um, you know, I think that, you know, that is a part of the requirement of being a pastor, learning how to deal with people on a psychological basis as well. You know, to deal with their minds and their thoughts and, and when they come to you with conversations about marriage and, and singleness and and how we should act and how we should treat one another. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on for responsibility of a, of a person in a 
leadership role. And they should never stop learning. And, you know, it, it is a thing of learning how to treat people as Jesus treated others. He wasn't up with no sedated people, you know, he wasn't, you know, back in the day, you know. Jesus wasn't with the Pharisees and Sadducees. He wasn't with them. He wasn't go sit with the homeless people. He fed them. If he had, in the Bible, it says, it's a lot of things that a lot of pastors now these days are not doing. And it's what, and they wondering why people leaving their church. That's right, I said it. I said that. Why people leaving their church? Because you're not. It's all about what you put in a in a in how much money, how much money you can give. And then I I, I kind of don't you know I'm gonna say this. It shouldn't be about how much money a person can give you. It should be about you saving their souls. About how you're leading them. Are you leading them by example? Are you leading them? Oh, um, uh, it, um. Uh, well, um, it, I, I got to get paid this amount of money to uh, to preach at a member's funeral. Come on, who does that? You know, it's 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 about what you do in your leadership role. You know, it started with Levi, and Levi he led his sons. His sons had to follow in his footsteps because that was the responsibility that God gave them. God picks few. God picks those that he know that can do his assignment. And I'm going to tell you something. If God has called you to the ministry, stop running. Stop running. Sit down and do what God tell you because that is something that he has ordained, anointed you with. Ordained you with. Don't nobody else gotta sit and get no commentary and oh, uh, who they think they is and who it, it ain't. It don't matter what the people think. It don't matter what people say. You have to please God and be a sight in God's God's eyes and please it unto Him. Sometimes, some you know, sometimes being a pastor is very. You got to do everything. You got to know the word, you got to preach the word, you got to live the word. You gotta, and, and and sometimes we all learn that we have to stay out of people business. Stay out of people business. When someone comes to you in that role, you come to you and ask you for advice, you ask God first before you give that person an, 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 an answer. Don't go with your feelings. Don't go with what, oh, well, um, say, I, I've heard this before. Well, a friend of mine, she experienced that God had called her to be a prophetess. And she went to her leader of the church. And the leader of the church said, God didn't call you to that. They they had a preconceived notion in their head that men are only supposed to be leaders of the word. And God can give the word to a child. 
I've seen that too. I, I've seen a rise. I've seen a rise in that lately, where the children shall lead us in the word. I, and and I, I I love to hear children preach. I love to hear them quote. I I love to hear them teach because that's pure. It hasn't been adulterated. It hasn't been altered. It hasn't been touched by man. It has. It's pure. And in that room, you think about all the things that a man of God has to do in that room. They have to go out and preach the word. They have to travel. You know, when you become a minister, when you become in that role of being a leader, of um, becoming a minister, prophet, apostle. God calls you to different places. It's not just to sit in one place. You know, every, everybody, you know, everybody needs the word. Everybody needs some encouragement. Everybody needs a word from the Lord. And sometimes the word comes from people that's on drugs. I'm not ancient. I've seen that before too. They know the word. They've been in the word. They did. They but the only thing that they're you know the only thing that is that they live outside of that calling. But I've seen them. I've seen them. You know. You know. Seen them give a word. Be like, wait a minute. But you smoke crack. No. God don't care. God has no. You know. He has no no. He, he 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 doesn't he doesn't look at that. He looks at he, he looks at your God has this way of knowing he can use you. God can use anybody to get a word. God can use anybody to get the word. But if that is your mantra that is your leadership your role as a leader in the church welcome everyone don't pick and choose it don't work like you know I don't pick and choose take your role seriously your role as a pastor leader minister prophet, apostle, bishop, what whatever your title is, whatever the title you want to go by, that's cool. But that's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. You know, um and you know, the thing is, everybody has to live their life. And sometimes us pastors, we have to try and stay in our lanes. You know, because one word from you could turn that person inside out. One word or your actions or deeds could turn that person inside out. 
when you're given this responsibility, that responsibility is a heavy responsibility. You know, we see it where they were, you know, where Levi and Aaron and, 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 and Moses come into play. You know, we see the lineage of Aaron and Moses. And we see what happened with them. They weren't perfect. But they, you know, they lived a life that God wanted them to live. You know, and look at, if you go back in the, in the, in the previous, previous, you know, books you see Aaron you see Moses you see uh, the children of Israel you see you know where they where they came from where they've been through they used to be slaves to the Egyptians God can take you from homeless to being unhomeless God could change things for you in a twinkling of an eye. He could take a prostitute and turn her into a prophetess. He could take a, a whoremonger turn him to a pastor. God don't God God know what he wants. He God wants more out of you than you require of yourself. I heard that saying the other day. Require more of you require more in that leadership role you are required to do more you are required to love unconditionally to have communion unconditionally with others whether they are homeless whether they are living in a mansion it does not matter five five You know, the fish and the bread. You know how Jesus, you know, he, he went out and he fed, he fed all them people after he ministered to them. He didn't have much, but God made him more. And, and community outreach. Oh my goodness, how much can I talk about that community outreach? What is What are you doing as a leader to help those outside that don't come to your church? What, what is it as a community leader that you are doing outside of your church with people that don't come to your church, that, that live in your neighborhood where your church is, but they don't? Do you go door to door to meet them? Do you try to find out who they are? Do you even, you know, don't just, oh, I live in Churchland, but my church is in uh, Park View. And I'm just giving these examples from my old hometown of Portsmouth, where I live in Churchland. And the pastor lives in Churchland in a nice house and got a car and everything. But he don't but but he doesn't have communion in the in the residential area where his church is at. Come on now. You got to get to know the people outside of the four walls as well as a leader. So you know, if there is this is it this the life that God is calling you to to be a leader, 
there are responsibilities that come along with it and it's not to be taken lightly. Get to know people. Reach out to them. You know, do community, community, community work. You know, you know, reach out and touch somebody. You know, get to know the people in your neighborhood. Get to know the people. You know, or have a forum or have a church gathering and, and tell all the churches. It, you know, you know that's another thing that um. Methodist, Episcopal, uh, uh, Catholic, uh, you know, everybody, doesn't matter what that denomination is, that you get together and you do God's work. So, go back in, into some of the books and read previous, read previous books that lead up to how the Levites got started. And you'll see that God chose them. God chose them because he needed someone to lead and guide others. Lead and guide others that don't know about Christ, that don't have an inkling about Christ. They, they, You can read the Bible all day. That don't mean you have a relationship with God. You get to, you know, have communion, talk, Sit down, get you know somebody explain to you who God is and 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 what He does and and you know and that is what that is why I created daily devotional because God led me to create a a a a place where people that don't know God can get a better understanding of who God is and why do we need these instructions, basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible. Why do we need these instructions? So if we don't have if we don't have instruction in our life, we all go to hell. You know, um that's the way they used to say it to me when I was a kid. You know <laughs> and the more older I get, the more I understand. You never stop learning as a as a, a, a you go through your life. You'll never stop learning if you are in, in you know if you you live long enough. You'll see. And my grandma say. And now you know I can't be like you know I had, I had to account, have accountability for myself. Well, I suppose I've been giving y'all these every day, and I'm just on chapter six, and the day is the nineteenth, the twentieth, something like that. I'm kind of behind. So I have to be accountable for myself as a, in a leadership role. And I realize I'm behind. And I don't mind telling nobody that. But, you know, no one is perfect but God. And I want to say, I love you all for coming and listening to Daily Devotional today. It is about the family of Levi, which is the first priest, the first man that God ordained to bring the word forth. Okay? I I love you all, and I thank you so much for coming in and coming in and listening to Daily Devotion. All right, everyone. 
I will talk to you tomorrow for First Chronicles chapter 7. All right? I love you. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye, babies. Hello, incredible listeners. It's Sharice here, your host at Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast. I'm thrilled to have you with us for another inspiring episode. Today, I have an exciting opportunity to share with businesses, brands, and fellow podcast enthusiasts out there. Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast has become a hub for positive conversation, personal growth, and inspiring stories. Our listeners are engaged, passionate, and eager to discover new products and services that align with their values. And now, we're opening up the doors for advertising partnerships. If you have a product, service, or message that resonates with our audience, we love to feature it on our podcast. Why advertise with us? Well, you'll get exposure to a diverse and dedicated audience. Your brand showcased in a positive and uplifting environment and the chance to be part of a community that believes in making a difference. We offer various advertising packages to suit your needs, from sponsorship segments to product placements and everything in between. It's a fantastic way to connect with our our listeners and let them know about what you have to offer. If you're interested in advertising on Sharif Johnson Moore's podcast and being a part of a space that values authenticity and positivity, reach out to us at snjm at sharicenjohnsonmore.com and let's discuss how we can collaborate and create something amazing together. I'm genuinely excited about the possibilities of featuring your brand on our podcast. Together, let's inspire, uplift, and make every episode an incredible experience for our listeners. Thank you for considering Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast for your advertising needs. I can't wait to hear from you and share your story with our wonderful community. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast for this morning of Daily Devotional. I pray that you have a very blessed day. And remember that God loves you. He cherishes you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay? And I love you. And I will talk to you again tomorrow for our meetup for Daily Devotional. All right now, go out and conquer the day. With God on your side, all things are possible. Okay? All right. Talk to y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye, babies.